You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Hi, I'm Holly Randall, and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories. The funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. Hey everyone, welcome to Holly Randall Unfiltered. I want to give a thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring this episode. Manscaped is the leader in men's grooming products. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and try their new cutting edge Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. Of course, you get 20% off plus free shipping when you use my code Holly at manscaped.com. All right, everyone. So my guest today is a multi-ABN and Expos nominated performer, actor, streamer, and director. She has a passion for creating art both behind and in front of the camera, and I am thrilled to talk to the lovely Evelyn Claire today. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Very good. Very good. I- Lawnmower? Is, is that the product? Oh, yes. That's the product name. What kind of hair are they You know cutting? what? I mean, have you met my husband? There's some men who have a lot of body hair. I do like and, them hairy. Um, I do too. But, you know, sometimes you want that hair strategically placed. Yes, of course. And, you know, some guys have so much hair, one could consider it a lawn. And, um, you know, that's when you need the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Amazing. Thank you so much for helping me to actually of course. I was just curious give my sponsors an extra Extra plug, Manscaped's going to be very excited about this. <laughs> wow. All right. Yes. Anyways. So now that we've gotten the issue of men's body hair out yes. of the way, um, let's start, you know, as I like to do from the beginning, tell us about how you got into the adult industry, Evelyn. Oh, man. Well, I had six jobs in one year, um, all customer service, all just like for like low entry like you know just like your first gig you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) just graduated high school and I was like always doing two jobs at a time I was working my ass off for nothing you know and it was 2015 and my friend was like yeah um I just started camming on chatterbait and I'm like chatter what (laughs) like Mm -hmm. what is camming what is that like I've never heard of it yeah never even really watched porn like my porn was like fine art like fine art was your yeah. porn huh yeah it was like a little like art perv and so I was like okay well I've had long distance boyfriends it can't be too different like yeah. you know and so I just kind of like made my account and just like jumped into it and I would stream like every day for like 12 hours a day and I just like put my whole 
life into it. As soon as I woke up, he chat, you know, like, and I'm so tired. I'd I'd have dreams that I was still streaming. And that's when I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I want to take a step back. Maybe maybe this is a little unhealthy. (laughs) Tell us about like your first ever show on Chatterbait. So what was that like? Was it what you expected? Like, like the first stream? Yeah. Um, Your first, your first like dipping your toe into the adult industry. Like, you know, because I'm... I, it was like the integrated webcam and everything, that yeah. whole experience. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. I had a donut sweater on, and I had one of my paintings behind me. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting on my bed, and it's just like off my laptop, and I'm just like, this chat's going so fast. I'm getting nauseous from trying to read it. Like, it's just going so fast. Because you're new, right? That and new so, tag. Yeah, so when you're new, like, that, you get, like, flooded. You get flooded. People, right? Yeah, if you don't milk that new tag, you're you're not taking um, advantage of the promotional tool that it could be. Right, right. And, um, oh, my God, yeah, no, I had, like, 5,000 views. I made, like, 500 bucks in, like, two hours, and as soon as I logged off, I threw up. And I didn't even, like, show anything, and it flashed. I was just answering questions. You threw up once you I, logged I off? I threw up. <laughs> I was so nauseous from the chat going so oh, fast. Oh, so, like, it was actually – it wasn't nerves. <laughs> it was, like, a visual. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It doesn't happen anymore, but, like, it was just, like, that first time. I, it, like, actually made me physically ill. <laughs> but I loved it. I but was you still like, stayed on for two hours. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, I'm not – I don't have to go back to working at Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to roll pretzels anymore. So you made $500 <laughs> in two hours. Basically, yeah. How long did it take you to make $500 at your other job? Um, Like, two weeks or something. You know, it was when, like, minimum wage was, yeah. like, $8 maybe. Yeah. Wow. If you're lucky. And only like 16 hours a week because they didn't want to give you like full benefits and stuff, you know? right. So like, yeah, Yeah. I was was always working my ass off so hard, you know? And I I loved talking to people. I was always like like a customer service person. And so like it just translated to camming so easily because I was just like, read the question out loud, answer it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and then go on a spiel, read another question, you know, just like I could rinse and repeat that all damn day. Right. And you said that you didn't even take your clothes off on the no. first one. So what was the second stream like? I don't remember. I don't know. It's just kind of like all a blur. I, I just kind of like started doing what I thought you were supposed to do and what you right. could do, you know, and like whatever I was comfortable with doing. I had my right. first kiss with a girl on camera. Like, you know, like I fingered my butthole for the first time on camera. <laughs> you know, like I never even like touched my butthole. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll try it. Wow, so it was really like a sexual. I, I felt like I was you. being like encouraged to be like an absolute filthy, you know, person. Yeah, but I, I needed that. I, I had so much fun with it. Yeah. You know? So how long did you cam for before you started shooting scenes? I think I was contacted um, by Greg Lansky for my Vixen stuff. Um, maybe two thousand twenty one or two or two thousand nineteen. Probably 2019. Before I don't know. It's COVID? been so long. It, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then, yeah, it would have been Because I was in Pleasure in 2018. So, wait, no. Maybe it was 2017. Maybe, I See, I, I don't keep track, but I've been in so long. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah. Like... So, okay, so you were camming. How long were you camming before he contacted you? I think it was, like, a good solid two years. Okay. Because I remember going to AVNs and, like, meeting people and being all starstruck. Because I was like, oh, my God, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I've only seen you on the internet. <laughs> like... Um, yeah, I think I think it was the year after that because like I just I don't know I don't know how I did it. 
Yeah. I, I got in there. <laughs> so Greg Lansky contacts you. Yes. To shoot for Vixen, which mm-hmm. is like a high-end brand. Yeah. Um, Not many people get to have that as their first. Yeah. So were you surprised to hear from him? I, I thought it was a joke. I'm like asking. And there were a lot of fake Greg Lanskys going around doing fake bookings, actually. So <laughs> yeah, I that can... was like a problem. <laughs> I remember. I can only imagine. Yeah. I got contacted by a fake Greg No Lansky. way. Yeah. And I was like, I. I Do you want to shoot Greg's... your first porno with Yeah. Those? And I'm like, let me just text the real Greg Lansky and ask him if he sent this. No, he did not. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. So, okay. So you were. So what was your first scene then? Um. F- so we shot uh, for Vixen and Blacked. They had the Blacked shoot first okay even though the vixen shoot released first right um and so my first experience was working with jason brown and with laurent as the director mm. and he was just you know like angel face baby like you know like her hair her hair is not yeah, laurent is, is very french but he'd show me the photo and mm-hmm. i'd be like i look like that yeah that's me like oh, okay, you know, like, and then I just, like, opened up, and I just, yeah. like, had a great time, and then the the Vixen one was with uh, Jean Valjean. Who was amazing. <laughs> I remember Jean Valjean very lover. well. Such a lover. Yeah. yeah, I shot him a bunch of times. He yeah. was great. The porn industry misses him. I mean, I've, I saw him recently uh, at, like, a party thing. Yeah, but he's not shooting uh, yeah. porn anymore. Mm-hmm. Is he? I don't know. Jean Valjean, <laughs> if you are shooting porn, come back to us. We need you. <laughs> I'm sure he'd come back. But I, get, I got the feeling last time I saw him that he misses some some of the ladies. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, you know, everyone loved working with him. He's so handsome. Yeah, I know. he was beautiful. And I think that's why, like that vixen scene did really well because we looked really nice together you mm-hmm. know like I, I i i've always been so thankful that my first like pornos were with attractive people yeah <laughs> and like the footage that you were proud of yeah and i don't look back on it i'm just well okay the first time i watched my first pornos of course it was like hypercritical and i was like okay well i need arch more <laughs> you know point your toes yeah oh <laughs> girl don't get me started on fucking toe pointing <laughs> oh god it's like my pet peeve when people don't do that mm-hmm. <laughs> so with it was that the first time you'd done boy girl was those scenes uh well i mean i'd done like couple shows and stuff on Chatterbait, okay. but that doesn't even compare to right a, a mainstream studio yeah so. so how did you feel afterwards did you feel like okay this is something i can do i was so jazzed i was so like oh my god like this is this is cool where am i going from here like this like wow like <laughs> i couldn't believe it i just like um, kind of like imposter syndrome trigger almost yeah. like I don't me like I'm <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> so how long did it take you to find like your niche in the industry to feel comfortable and that it was like something that you could do I don't know if I have like have a niche maybe I mean like if I do I'm kind of unaware of it mm-hmm. maybe I bring a certain vibe that you know works but you know I try to always like act like a chameleon you know as an actor you know like figure out what what kind of mood to bring you know and stuff of the characters mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because there's a big difference between a 18 year old virgin mm-hmm. uh aggressor <laughs> and like getting seduced by your uncle or whatever <laughs> like it's just very different vibes. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what my niche is. I mean. What do you enjoy doing? Like, what's your favorite kind of scene to shoot? Mm, I mean, 
I always found like the best like scenes were the ones where it was just like a lot a lot of pretty girl moments you mm-hmm. know like that's as soon, as soon as they're like okay we need five minutes of uh this position and you eating her pussy and it's like it kind of like kills the magic of it like yeah you know it's like okay now we're we broke the scene but like when those little moments where like you know the girls are just like being gentle with each other i just think it looks so magical yeah like, you know, like, those moments are so cute. <laughs> I think that probably also depends on who you're working with, right? Oh, yeah. Because you vibe, obviously, better with some people than others. Mm. Yeah. Who are some of the people that you feel like you've had the most chemistry with shooting? <sighs> oh, man. I mean, it's been so long. Like, I haven't shot a porn for... I mean, my last porno was, like, in November two years ago. Mm. So, that, yeah, that's... I don't know if I still have chemistry. I'm kind of, I'm, I've been getting around trying to like rebuild some like, you know, chemistry. Uh, I still got it, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been flirting and, you know, like testing the waters again and stuff and making little plans. Um, but God, no one like comes front to center in my mind um, who I worked with in the past, you know, cause like, I, I'll be frank. I feel like a lot of my scenes weren't setting the setting it up for that kind of like connection it's Mm -hmm. just like okay we're playing homeless chicks today it's kind of hard to (laughs) oh we're playing you know like (laughs) this weird situation I don't know okay we're you know like I yeah I feel like I've gotten a lot of short sticks right so you so then so you left the industry for a bit so are you kind of coming back into it now I mean, no, yes. Like, my my foot will always be half in and half out. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to stand directly over the line because in porn, people are like, you belong in mainstream. In mainstream, they want me to play the hot chick. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, like, I'll be in both then. You know, I'll find that fine line that marries the two, you know. I, I want to do, like, sexy content. Like, it would be a shame mm-hmm. <laughs> if I didn't, like, you know, do the hot girl thing. But I also just think that there, I have more than just, like, you know, more than just pussy and holes, you know, mm-hmm. like. So. I mean, it sounds like you, you mentioned that you kind of come from, like, an art background. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. <sighs> well, um, one of the only awards I ever received in my life was like in third grade, I got a little bookmark that said best artist award. And that's when I realized, hey, I might be better <laughs> than I think at this and I should oh, keep wow. going. And I like loved the praise. I was like, oh, people will think I'm cool if I'm good at something like this. And yeah. so I just kept working on, you know, becoming better. And I'd like draw $25 portraits of my friends, you know, for gas money. And <laughs> I just like draw people's dogs you know people mm-hmm. like oh will you make me a tattoo design you know and I just did all that like stuff that artists kind of get pushed into and mm-hmm. stuff but I loved making little videos and so like you know like my art my artistic creativity like expanded over every single thing like sculpting painting you know like performance art mm-hmm. you know like all of it is just like you know stagecraft like I love to build a set like really <laughs> oh yeah like, the adult industry needs more set builders I'm just <laughs> saying like Carrie and Andy are always booked <laughs> yeah, you, uh, I love that stuff <laughs> I can use a drill <laughs> I, can, I know I, I I love all that stuff and like in high school I um 
I took, you know, I was a drama kid and I did intro to film, you mm-hmm. know, and like I, I directed a play. Oh, wow. When I was in a sophomore and I, that's when I realized like, oh, I enjoy like, you know, kind of like, okay, now kiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like people, you know, like it's so cool to be able to, all right, here's, here's a story and now let's act it out. Like to bring something to life is just like such a cool experience. And then like to have a set and like to just transport yourself to a different world is just like that's the ultimate form of play mm-hmm. you know like that's how I have fun so, yeah like, so so when you like left the adult industry mm-hmm. often when people like leave it's <laughs> I just more, moved away <laughs> yeah or, like, it's more like stopping shooting for like the big studios mm-hmm. right and doing more personal content yeah. is that kind of how your yeah transition the away new was age a little quit. bit yes. yeah the new age quit right <laughs> just start working for yourself yeah I mean so well, is you, that kind of what you were doing? You, you couldn't shoot for companies if, unless you had, a, you know, an S-corp or, like, some sort of business for yourself, right? Right. So once I became incorporated, I was like, oh, my God, I'm the president of my own company. I'm literally a boss. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I was just, like, I kind of, like, realized, like, oh, sh- I, I, could, I could take this to whatever level I want to now that I'm, like, actually on paper legitimate, you mm-hmm. know, like, this is a thing. And so, like, you know, it's just – Oh, I can I can have my own production company. I can, you know, like. So how did the work that you do start to change then? Did you start like creating your own scenes? Were you hiring people at all? Were you just like I just putting in writing. yourself? I start, I'd like have like a like a daydream. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. I should do a video like where I, you know, da, da, da. and then it would evolve into a thing. I'm like, OK, I got to write it down. And so mm-hmm. I just start writing it down and then show it to some friends they're like yeah this seems cool but like should i shoot it <laughs> yeah i'll do it <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like okay let's see if i can <laughs> so would this video be starring you or other people you and other people yeah me and other people i don't really want to be a focus okay. on the content that i want to make just because it is just not possible to be yeah to writer, do all director producer actor yeah. and <laughs> yeah like all the things like so like it, i'll be in it just mm-hmm. you know because I think my fans would like to see me in it. Yeah. But I don't want to ever be, like, the main focus of, like, the things I'm writing. I'm, for now. Right. For now. So is this stuff that you were creating for, like, then your own personal content platforms, like OnlyFans and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah. And But the thing is I'm, I'm doing safer work stuff. Because okay. my idea is if I can create stuff that will – that can't be censored because there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a promotional piece for a, a porno, you know, it's not just a teaser. It's mm-hmm. this, it's just, it's just is what it is. It's a short film. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like something to, you know, like look back on years from now, like, Oh, that was, that was a cute little video. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this the sound, the soundtrack slaps, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like something to look back on that I was proud of and that it was a fun day, mm-hmm. you know, like that's, kind of the goal here it's like a, a passion project i'm not doing it for the money right you know? right like i'm doing it because i can right like- yeah yeah i've done those i've i've done those but then it's like you have to do the work to get the money to pay for it right yeah i mean i obviously couldn't just like you know do this when i was on burger king right you no know, salary so right so working in the adult industry kind of gave you that that income where you were able to oh, yeah. realize these passion projects yeah so so you're I'm assuming writing and directing these pieces. Are you filming it as well, or do you have a cameraman for that? I've been hiring people. Mm-hmm. Um, this last uh, production I did, it's called The Gentle People, and it 
I sunk a lot of money into it, but I had a wardrobe person, I had makeup artists, I had like makes a difference, right? Oh my gosh, you know, like and I had I had a lot of help. I had two cameras, you know, and there was a behind the scenes person and like there's you know, everyone was so helpful and so happy, like they they were having fun. Um, and this is like, a safe for work uh, It was film? safe for work. Okay. It was so funny, one of the girls <laughs> we get the set all set up and she comes outside to look at it and she looks at it and she's like are we having sex out here? <laughs> oh no! Like she was, she was down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, oh no, that's not that's not what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah. So where but, is this like a film like this available? Um, eventually it'll be like on YouTube or whatever. You okay, know, just free free to watch. Um, but I w- I will release it on my OnlyFans, my paid one. Mm-hmm. Get some of my money back because, like you know, the costumes I had those like specially designed. Just oh wow! For yeah, it's a each lot. each girl had their own color concept and everything, and like it like we I went in deep. I yeah. <laughs> so I would like to make a little bit of money back since I did produce it, but it's you know. So um. You mentioned that you are working on a movie right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, yeah, The Gentle People. Um, it's currently in post. and uh, Oh, so that's the movie that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good lead. <laughs> it's on topic. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's. Um, I, I came up with this idea originally. Like, I just had this idea of, like, me and a girl doing, like, a fairy shoot for OnlyFans. But, like, we're just, like playing with each other's hair and like being like all cute girly mm-hmm. and whatever but I was like that's what okay and wh- yeah. what's interesting about that like you know there's something needs to happen and then I just like oh what if somebody who's not invited shows up mm-hmm. and they take care of it you know like okay mm-hmm. then like a little bit of a story started to develop and I was like but you know like oh you know I start researching you know because I was like okay what are what are some actual fairy lore? Like, what are the rules of the fae? Like, how, how do how do they? You know, what what is what's going on there? You know, because all you have are like you know watered down children's stuff available. You know, so I find right. out, you know, like all this stuff about fairies, and then I decide the set will be like inside a fairy ring with mushrooms, mm-hmm. and the mushrooms are a magical barrier. And as soon as Homeboy crosses, <laughs> he gets turned into a mushroom, <laughs> and that's how mushroom rings are made. So I was like, "Boom!" Oh, interesting. Now we have the story. Now we have like a whole little lore and everything, and like the you know, it's just kind of like happened by itself. Like I felt right. I don't know. So <laughs> how um, about how long is it? It'll probably be like fifteen minutes or something short. Okay, you know, but it was so fun. That <laughs> it was, sounds it was like the fun. Best. Yeah, like working on pretty projects on like that is is kind for the of girls. It's for the very girls. Priv- yeah, very privileged to be able to to do that. Yes, you know. <laughs> we all know Adam and Eve is the one stop shop for everything sexy, and now with my code Holly, you can get any one item for fifty percent off plus ten free gifts, and you'll even get free shipping. So spice up your sex life at adamandeve.com, but only if you use code Holly. Evelyn, I want to kind of go back into, you know, some sex-related questions yes. since this is a sex podcast. So um, were you, like, particularly sexual growing up or was getting into the adult industry, like, a whole new world for you? 
I was very perverted. I've always been perverted. Like I, my, <laughs> like I said, nude art. Like mm-hmm. you know, I, I was just so inspired and like you know, like <laughs> just like wow, like I want to <laughs> draw nudes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so like you know, I was just always visually oriented like that, and I, I was quite promiscuous, quite adventurous, quite down for things that were quite risky. And um, so that's why I had, like, no moral ob- like problem, like, mm-hmm. you know, with the whole camming thing. I just jumped into it and, like, it, I embraced it, you know, because, yeah. like, I felt like finally, like, oh, my God, I can <laughs> kind of, like, show this side of me. Yeah, be you yourself. Know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and have it be celebrated and financially rewarded for it. That, that, was, that was crazy, mm-hmm. you know, like, especially, you know, when you're – have your first boyfriend and then you break up and you're just like, I gave him everything and he still didn't love me. And, you, yeah. you know, like you're like, why is it not enough? But like, you know, dudes will pay you online to look at, to show your souls. You yeah. know? Like, it's, yeah. Like, don't worry. Like, <laughs> well, it's like, and it, that's, it sounds like it's kind of like an interesting transition from I'm going to give, you know, my boyfriend all of these sexual things to make him love me to give me some like personal value when it's like actually you could just take those things and you could like financially monetize it and then you could kind of like take back some of that power by actually making that a career path for you where you can make enough money to make fairy movies the things that you always wanted to do (laughs) so good (laughs) take that (laughs) do you find that um the stigma of working in the adult industry has like followed you in your personal life at all i think it's a strength i think it's always been a strength of mine but it's only because I feel like I'm not – I don't look like a porn star, so I'm like a, a sleeper agent almost, you mm. know? Like when someone has something really, like, shitty to say about, you know, sex work, you know, I can stand up and be like, well, listen, here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, you know? Like, so I feel like it's been a strength for me because I can give a perspective and I can speak on what I've seen in the industry. And, like, I've talked to so many people, you know, like – so, like, you know, my experience is valuable and it's been valuable outside of the industry, you know, because people on the outside, they don't know what we know. Yeah. What is, like, some of the most common misinformation that you encounter? Um, oh, that porn is free, you mm-hmm. know, like a lot of people just really have this, you know, content is free mindset and... I shouldn't pay for it. It's, why should it has I pay no for value. it? no value. Why should I pay for I, it? I would never pay for it because, you know, that looks bad on me. You know, like, that right. means I'm a loser. But it's like, losers steal. You know, like, yeah. losers can't pay for their, you know, entertainment. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all adult is, mm-hmm. is, you know, it's adult entertainment. Yeah. You know, you should, you should tip your performers. So, I, I mean. And, and, you know, people think that we're all... Got, we all got issues, but it's like everyone has issues, honey. Like, yeah. what are you? Are you special? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're you're fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. As Masha would say, we're all broken yes. a little bit in our own way. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, yeah. If people, you know, want to take control of their sexuality and monetize it, that doesn't mean that they're broken. They're they're taking what was given to them or what they're creating, you know, however they want to express themselves and expressing mm-hmm. that, you know, it's just not hurting anybody usually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as we're doing it in a safe legal, safe way with consenting adults. Yes. I always got to throw that disclaimer mm-hmm. in there. 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so um, you're queer in real life. Yeah. How well do you think porn captures queerness in scenes? It, like never, never has. And it's like almost confusing because like, you know, in porn it's just – it's just so outlandish, you know, mm-hmm. like it's so dramatic, and like, you know, two roommates, they, they are not going to, you know, fuck. Like, are you kidding me? That would ruin the vibe of the house. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> and to be honest, though, I haven't had many IRL like, oh, my God, that's Internet speak. Sorry. Too in many, real life. In real life, um, you know, interactions where I you know I've been working on it I've been actively working on it because I don't know if people just thought I was completely straight so I've been you know trying to be a little like hey, no. hey. I, like <laughs> I really like girls <laughs> <laughs> and I will always go the extra mile you know but in you know porn I feel like I've had really bad luck with getting you know gay for paid type of chicks you know and like I'm not attracted to every single type of girl you know like just I, like you're not attracted to every single type of exactly. guy, right? Exactly. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's a lot of it has been very forced. I feel like I've been very good at making it convincing, you know. Like, but I just, I just feel like there's a big hole where, you know, like that true like <laughs> representation. Yeah, it's missing. Well, so you know what's interesting about, like, you you mentioned, like, the female gay for pay stuff, which, for those of you who are a little bit lost, he's referring to women in the industry who do girl-girl porn who aren't actually into girls. And that's not all that unusual, but I think it also, it falls into that whole idea that, you know, well, if you only do girl girl porn, that's somehow less stigmatized. Yeah, they than usually have boyfriends. They usually have right? boyfriends that are like, I don't want you to shoot with guys. But you so. can shoot with girls because I don't find that threatening. <laughs> and so you get girls who but also too there's like a yeah. weird stigma thing. I mean, especially I remember, you know, back in the day, like say fifteen years ago, if you were shooting girl girl porn you like could almost say you weren't a porn star. Like, so back in the day when you would shoot only stills, like when magazines existed and you could shoot just stills Mm -hmm. and not video, you could shoot like a girl, girl layout for penthouse and and call yourself like not a porn star, like just a nude model. Like there were girls who made that very specific distinction. There was a lot of hierarchy back then where it was like this sex worker, like sex worker wasn't even a word, right? Right. Like I'm better than you because I don't do boy girl. And I only do like pretty girl, girl pictorials for like penthouse or something like that. You know? So (laughs) I think there's something also too about the idea of like penetration from a man that like makes it, dirtier in a way so I think there's a lot of women who come in and they're like well I'm gonna try porn but I'm only gonna do girl girl because I feel like there's less stigma attached to that and I could still like you know like a man might still accept me if I only did girl girl porn but if I did boy girl porn then like he won't date me I think there's so much of that mentality going on and it's funny because you know I do nudes for my OnlyFans. I don't do any sex stuff just because I'm not personally comfortable with it and people have said to me, like, when are you going to shoot porn? I'm like, probably never. And then they say, well, what if you only did girl, girl? I'm like, so here's the thing. I actually don't like girls. Like, I mean, I like girls. Like, I like you. But I'm not attracted to women. Like, yeah. I'm very straight. So if I was to go out there and do girl, girl porn because be I obvious. think it's easier yeah. or less stigmatized or my husband might be okay with it, 
like I would be one of those gay for pay girls. Yeah, and, you know. And if you were shooting with me, I would sense that from you, and oh, it, totally. it would make me feel so weird. Inside. And I would feel weird too because, yeah. like, I'm not into girls, so it's like I feel like a lot of girls will convince themselves. They'll like, you know, like they get off on the idea of like this looks good to a guy. Right. Like, they get off knowing that they look good doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very interesting. But, like, time and place. Like, mm-hmm. do it with somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I don't have as many sexual experiences anymore, like, since I stopped shooting. You know, like, my personal life, I'm, like, a monk. I'm, like, a nun now. Mm. I don't know. Like, I just <laughs> focus on what I, in my little, little worlds I'm building and, you know, just no time to be like as slutty as I used to be. I can yeah. miss it. Yeah. I'll, I'll come back someday. I mean, it's it's there for you. <laughs> Whenever you want to be slutty again, the world is your oyster. I'm being held back right now a little bit because <laughs> um, I'm like told like, Evelyn, you can't do porn unless if you want these, you know, brand deals. I'm like, <laughs> So are you trying to like break into doing like more mainstream yeah. directing and stuff? I mean, I've been, I've been, becoming really good friends with um a few mainstream real movie directors mm-hmm. and like they're telling me yeah we'll, we'll write a, a role for you for in our movie you know like it's like oh my god like <laughs> okay <laughs> like mm-hmm. cool like it really is all about who you know yeah so like i mean i've always loved background acting too like i've been background acting for three years so like i just i know that if i become porn star Evelyn Claire just in, it, it, it'll take away from being able to sleuth and blend in mm-hmm. and be like yeah I'm in the background of this movie mm-hmm. at you know this point in time you know like where's Waldo yeah <laughs> does that upset you that like you feel like you have to that people care away from yeah one yeah. thing to go to another I think it's really really stupid that people can't just you know, like let somebody be in other things. Like, why do, why do, why, like, you shouldn't, just because you did something, like, just because you ate ass once doesn't mean you have to eat ass every time. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to phrase what I'm That's thinking. That's the quote of the day. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. <laughs> just because you ate ass once, it doesn't make you like a chronic ass eater. Yeah. <laughs> I can do other things besides eat ass. <laughs> Exactly. I have many talents. So many talents. But yeah, I mean, being important definitely in a lot of people's eyes pigeonholes you into the, like yeah. that one role. Like that's the only thing that you can do. I mean, I'll I'll poke fun at, at it all the time. Like, you know, people will say something that has like a total innuendo. And I'm like, the only person in this room who can make that joke is me. Like, yeah. and then I'll take it there. I'll take it up a notch. And yeah, people yeah, are like, yeah. oh my God. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm that person too. Worm for brains. Yeah. <laughs> Porn rot. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, I definitely I started working with a new tech company recently and I'm like in a new office with a bunch of like actually a bunch of dudes. I'm literally oh, the only boy. girl there, which I'm used to. Like I'm on in so many meetings, I'm the only woman there. Like I've I'm just so used to being surrounded by men. The, I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> But um, yeah, there's definitely like these moments of sex, sexual innuendo questions, not like directed at me because I'm a woman, but they just come up and I definitely go there and I see people look at me like, who's hey, this And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> only you knew. I can make that. Well, they do know, but I think they are surprised that um, 
it, I don't know. They're just not used to like a woman making jokes like that. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's not. It's not ladylike. Yeah. Lady I think like. personally they like it. I think it feels a little freeing. Oh, you know, yeah. they don't have to necessarily watch what they say around me. Like I can up you, like no matter how. I mean, to an extent, to be <laughs> you fair. You think you're a dirty bastard? <laughs> yeah, to be to an extent. So, I mean, what's your like ultimate dream that you want to do? Like, what's your ultimate life goal? Oh man, ultimate life goal is to be the funniest, greatest, like little old lady who has the best stories. Like, I hope that I can just make it to being old and like. Wow, you're funny. really taking this to like the end. Yeah, end like, goal. End. I, I ha- thought like maybe in the yeah. next like your ten year plan. You're giving me like your fifty year plan. Yeah, end goal. I'm still streaming, um, <laughs> and I'm hilarious, and I'm a little mad. You know, yeah, <laughs> touched a little dementia maybe. Yeah, <laughs> like, that sounds like my mom. And I, w- I want to have like young men, you know, just like taking care of me. I don't mm. know. Like, this sounds great. Not my mom. <laughs> a nice house, a garden, you yeah. know, maybe some rescues, you yeah. know, just be. <laughs> but you want to like direct. Do you want to direct? Is that I'll, like your ultimate angle? I'll probably keep directing. Okay. So I think, I think I have the thread. You know, if I just mm-hmm. keep pulling, you know, like it. The master plan will unravel, and I'll see the opening, and I'll be like, ah, this is the direction I need to go. But I think I'm onto it. I think the trails, you know hot and you know if I just keep going you know who knows where it'll go like who knows maybe the next thing I produce it'll be like actually like worth sending to a festival yeah you know like it you know my idea though is to only use hot girls from porn I love it I don't want to I don't want to be that person who's like no you're a porn star you can't be in my movie yeah (laughs) you have to be in the background (laughs) like no yeah I want I want the hottest woman I know to be in my movies. Like, I love just, that. Just remain inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. great. So let's talk about um, this movie, Pleasure. Yes. Um, a mainstream film about the adult industry, which included cameos from Mark Spiegler, Lance Hart, um, and Axel Braun. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us about that film and, and the making of it? It was so cool. And that was my first time having my own trailer. I felt, like, so cool. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> We we that doesn't happen in porn. You don't even get your you don't get your own. You get a room. room. Maybe you're lucky if the talent gets their own bathroom. Like definitely out here. Um, Yeah, I had my own trailer, and you know, just like you know, makeup artists, you know, and like being told, you know, the rundown, and it was so funny. So the director is Swedish, and so her accent is very thick and very funny sometimes you know and she'd need like an american on set who spoke both languages to help her translate sometimes mm-hmm. so there's a little bit of, like a communication barrier but i found it so amusing because like you know i'm just patient and like okay okay i got it all right yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. um so working for swedish folk fun very fun as an american um sophia was so like she treated the role with utmost respect even though that she is not a real porn star mm-hmm. um sophia um this is the lead actress the lead actress the yeah i almost called her coppola because the director's on my mind Sophia, <laughs> not sophia coppola um, no <laughs> why am i blanking on her? bella cherry is the porn star name but why can't i remember i can't help you with this i haven't seen <laughs> i'm a the bad movie. friend i'm a bad friend okay um anyway she she was just very concerned with portraying authentically and Mm -hmm. I just really appreciated that because you know like she didn't show up 
you know, making fun of being a porn star. It was very realistic to me because it's like, you know, you, she was supposed to portray like that average girl who gets into porn because they're like curious and mm-hmm. they, you know, want to become the next big porn star or whatever. And <laughs> so she comes to the U.S. with that, you know, in mind and she gets a porn agent and she has her first scenes and, you know, it just isn't what, you know, like, you know, but like when that camera comes on, you know, it's like, you know, like, all right. Time to time to go, right? Mm-hmm. And then it shows like just that human side that I feel like you know we scrub so clean and we, we remove so far away from you know what it takes to become that fuck toy, you know, mm-hmm. type of thing, you know. Um, my role as Ava Rhodes was kind of like that foil, you know. So Bella Cherry sees Ava Rhodes and is like, "Oh my God, who is that?" Like. Why does why she seem so important? You know, like, and her friend's like, well, that's a Spiegler girl. Like, they're like the A-listers of porn. Like, this perceived, like, better than status just because you're, you know, who your agent is. And, like, (laughs) one of the directions I was given while playing Ava was, like, don't be bitchy. Be aloof. Mm -hmm. You know, you're very centered in what you're doing. Your own world. Like, you... You don't even care. <laughs> like, you couldn't even care to be an actual bitch, <laughs> you know, like, because she just doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's like, in a way, I almost feel like, damn, like, sometimes I wonder if I had portrayed Ava in my actual porn career, like, if that was, like, kind of like the persona I had, mm-hmm. like, would that have been successful? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Movie magic. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know how real that could be, but... What was interesting is like so Sophia or Bella Cherry idolizes Ava, right? And it ends up warping her direction of what why she wanted to do porn in the first place, because now she's in competition. Mm-hmm. And what she does because she's in this competition of wanting to become a Spiegler girl, of wanting to become the next, you know, big thing, you know, she betrays her friends. You know, like she, you know, makes choices that, you know, don't feel good to her in the mm-hmm. end at the end of the day she's sad you know and the ending is kind of open but what it means is just like you know choosing yourself and your what you want not just trying to be somebody else or you know trying to emulate what other people are doing who you think are successful mm-hmm. you know just stay true to yourself yeah i think that that is such a solid like meaning to a movie like yeah. about the porn industry you know? But also about, like, anything, right? Exactly, like, Just yeah. life itself. Yeah. In a way, it's kind of like a porn coming-of-age moment. I don't know. Right. <laughs> so I loved it. There was okay. some backlash from the industry saying yeah. that it wasn't a fair depiction of porn. How did you feel I about think, that? I think it's raw. I think it's real. Axel originally said that he didn't like it, but, you know, he said to me after watching it four more times that he loves it, and he loves it now, so he takes it back. <laughs> You he just feel, didn't get it at first. Yeah. I mean, I've seen this happen a few times with, like, various documentaries, um, podcasts, uh, whatever, uh, that the adult industry is, is a little bit sensitive about the way that it's portrayed, understandably so, because yeah. it's often portrayed in a, in a bad light, right? And so it's kind of like trying to find a place where we're honest about it. Because it's not perfect, like many other industries, but also like we don't 
demonize it. Yeah. Um, and I think that that balance is, is hard to make. And I think that like, regardless of how carefully you try to tread that line, there's always going to be somebody who's going to yeah. be upset because, you know, we face so much backlash and so much stigma as it is. I think a lot of people feel like, well, if you throw any negative connotations whatsoever at the adult industry in any way, it's bad for us, but it's like, but don't we need to be honest about ourselves we, too? Otherwise yeah. people like don't take it seriously. If you only show the glamorized version, they're not going to humanize us. Right. As well. So that's what, a good point. Pleasure is a very good film because it's raw. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sugarcoat it, but it shows you like the, you know, the both sides, the, it switches from like male gaze, female gaze. Like it shows you both sides and it's very hard to watch. Um, there's one scene that was very difficult for a lot of people to like, people were leaving the theater. Really? It's like so brutal. Um, with late Bill Bailey and Nathan Bronson. Um, and it was like supposed to be like a facial abuse um, oh, kind of moment. For those of you who don't know, facial abuse is like a very extreme, like misogynistic, derogatory, terrible so, yeah. website. It's like it's like yeah. everything that like we're ashamed of in the adult industry. Yeah, so it's terrible. Bella tells her agent after having a really great scene working for kink you know Mm -hmm. and she's like i think i love being a submissive i think i love hard stuff i want to do more hard stuff yeah she's like all enthusiastic and ready to go but she gets booked for like a facial abuse type thing and that's just not what she expected or wanted and you know like she tells us stop the scene and then there's the whole coercion where like well you won't get paid none of us get paid if you walk out you only need this much time you know like you're gonna fuck us all over kind of shit and it's like that happens yeah that fucking does happen in this industry and if you want to pretend it fucking doesn't you're got the wool over your eyes and you need like that's why this industry could be unsafe is because if we pretend it's not happening we don't address it when it it? does yeah Yeah. and we don't call out like the predators and call out the the bad apples because there's always going to be you know, bad people with bad intentions coming into in, any industry where they can easily like monetize content of any kind. Like you're yeah. always going to have that. I mean, happen. You know, and you know, sexual abuse has happened in mainstream too. You know, look at like Harvey Weinstein. Like, did everybody say like, no, stop making movies because this happened? <laughs> it just like happens everywhere. But yeah. I think that it's something that we do need to recognize and, and address. And I feel like. I feel like that's happening more often. Do you think, do you find that, like, I feel like especially since COVID and, like, since OnlyFans blew up, like, do you see those positive changes in the adult industry? people were forced to be online and have an online presence to survive, people are becoming more connected, even more so than they were in, like, 2017 or whatever, you know? Like, it's, I've noticed that. It's, like, word can travel very fast, but people also forget even faster. Yeah. So... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's really tough. It's really tough. But like you know, when you s- see some shitty, you say something. You know, you tell somebody who's in charge, and if they're okay with it, those aren't your people. You know, like there's yeah. another bad apple, and it goes deep. And I that's one thing that, like, even in the film Pleasure, there's a she she tells her agent like, "You're supposed to have my back," and he's like, 
well, why didn't you call me? And he's like, well, I couldn't because I was scared. And he's like, why were you scared? And he's like, because I was being raped. And he's like, you don't get to throw that word around. But it's like, in that video, you know, like, in, you know, that the scene prior to that, it very much was not consensual. Yeah. Which, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it, you know, it shows, like, that dark side of, like, people protecting, you know, like, because of money. Yeah. And also, like, that gray area that I think people have trouble with um, and performers sometimes have trouble defining, like, well, I showed up agreeing to do a sexual act and because I'm not willing to follow through with it because there's certain elements of that that I'm uncomfortable with, like, you know, I think a lot of people could say, like, well, you showed up to have sex. How can that possibly be rape? It's like, well, you can take consent away. At any time. At any time during a scene. And if that isn't respected, then... What is that? Yeah. That's become non-consensual sex. Exactly. So what do you call that? Yeah. You know? But it's it's complicated, and I think the important thing is that women feel, and men too, because obviously this happens to men as well, that they feel empowered to be able to speak up and step and be away. And taken seriously. And be taken seriously and, you know, be able to set boundaries and not feel like they're going to be blacklisted which I think has has changed because people are more financially independent these days, but it's still like it still happens because you know when you're in yeah. a place with people that you don't know and you're in a compromising situation, not everybody has the strength to stand up for themselves. It's scary. Yeah. So I mean, oof. If if that girl comes to me and like tells me some shit though, like ooh, like <laughs> that that I do remember. I do try to remember like. Yeah, who is not cool or, like, yeah. who's who's just, you know, looking for their next, like, you know. There's too many. Yeah. So. Do you feel like it's improving, though? Do you see it getting better? Do you think, like, there's been a I lot of lip service? It, it will evolve. It. it will just evolve with us as we evolve. I mean, even though, yes, people have fin- more financial freedom because, you know, OnlyFans and other paid platforms – I do feel like, you know, now we have, you know, male content creators who are, you know, abusing the systems as well mm-hmm. by, like, undercutting the female performer, by, like, selling it for cheaper for, you know, like, there's a lot of that I've noticed and I've been talking to a lot of girls. And they're like, yeah, no, like, it's a problem, mm-hmm. you know, because forgive me, but guys, you know, especially if they feel like porn should be free they're going to sell it for cheaper yeah because why would they pay for you know like they're sending it at you know their own standard instead of what it's worth right right so that's that's hard when it comes to like content trade because that's something that's has been negotiated and respected by both parties exactly yeah yeah so that's quite it's quite smaller of a problem but it is still shady right so yeah, things sure. will evo- problems will evolve. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I think like any industry we're always going to have our issues, you yeah. know, and all we can do is try to talk about it and address it and try to improve them, but it's never going to be perfect. Like like any other industry, like there's no like you know, utopia where any working place is going to be 100% safe, 100% fair. It's just like not the human condition yeah so. <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately not all fucked up in different ways <laughs> this is true well evelyn thank you so much for coming on um i definitely want to get to 
the questions from oh, my Patreon members, yes. which we will do right after this. So can you tell everybody where they can find you online? I am chronically online all the time, um, always, except right now. <laughs> uh, but you can find me on Twitter at love Evelyn Claire L U V Evelyn Claire on Instagram official Evelyn Claire and if you like watching like chill you know streams I'm on twitch.tv official Evelyn Claire and if you want to watch my vault of like content <laughs> you can join my club uh, club Evelyn Claire on OnlyFans <laughs> fantastic and you guys can find me at Holly Randall on Instagram and on X. And of course, if you want to join my Patreon, watch interviews like this live and get access to the bonus Q&As like the one Evelyn and I are about to do, go to patreon.com slash Unfiltered. Go to hollylinks.com for all of my platforms. Thank you guys so much for joining us and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Your support means the world to me. A great way to show your love is to rate and review my show. And an easy way to do that is to go to ratethispodcast.com slash HRU and you'll be directed to the various podcast apps your device supports and then led to where you can leave your review. And if you could afford to financially support this podcast, you can do so for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com Unfiltered. This is where you'll get access to the live streams of my interviews, bonus Q&As with my guests, access to my fine art photography and behind the scenes of my shoots, free memberships to my not safe for work website, hollyrandall.com, merchandise such as stickers, mugs, and hoodies, and so much more. You can watch the video versions of these podcasts at my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered. Join us every Sunday evening for episode premieres where you can chat live with myself and other HRU fans as we watch the newest release together. You can also follow the show on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. All of my social media links are at hollylinks.com. 